Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 174. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Yo, yo. Philip Dazzing. What's up? Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. And Alex Miller. Yo. Cool. Yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah, no man. Problem. You're welcome, Thank you. sir. Thanks yeah, for having yeah. us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess number one for, for all of us here tonight, uh, topic, <laughs> um, so... <laughs> like if you're if you're listening, you you might follow the Punk Rock Libertarians group on Facebook, and it, it's just uh, it's just nonstop like uh, you know dumbass yeah, yeah memes all day and uh, whatnot, and uh, there it, things have been very like uh, divisive in there, you know, especially since uh, like you know Mike Shipley went off about a month ago. And, and now he's left the group, but it's all, it almost seems like he's just sending Has other people though, in. Has he, though, or does he have sock accounts remaining? Yeah, exactly. It seems like he, he's, he's sending other people in, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just all sorts of stuff. So, uh, and then, you know, y- yesterday, uh, apparently, well, I, actually, I, I heard it. So yesterday, this did happen. So Tom Woods um, said that Mike Shipley was, quote, uh, mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Does anyone know the the context? It was straight up. They were just talking about people that in the libertarian, like the socialists <clears throat> and the libertarian party. And he straight out just said, he's like, people like Mike Shipley are like mentally ill. And I, I it wasn't that something he's... that Joshua Smith said. This is something Tom Woods came out and directly well, said. Well, yeah, they were talking about sort of like the leftist socialist invasion of the, the LP. And, I mean, it started off sort of talking a little bit about Sarwark and then just kind of shifted to to Joshua Smith and, like, what he's been doing with the party and how he's sort of been fighting, in his words, sort of like this socialist invasion. I think he's – I don't know if he literally said invasion, but something like that. And then (laughs) – yeah, and then um, Woods said – yeah, like some, you know, some people, some of these guys are just real crazy. Like that, uh, that Mike Shipley guy, he's, he's mentally <laughs> ill or something along those lines. Wow. I'm paraphrasing, you, you but he definitely said the words mentally and ill together. Yeah, because Josh was actually kind of taking a little bit of the high road in the podcast. He was kind of like saying he's kind of like in, intellectually like disingenuous or something like that. And Tom was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, he's, he's like mentally ill. It's not, he's like, they're not being like disingenuous. Like, he, no, they're mentally ill. And <laughs> it's true. I mean, you look at the guy, and just the in the well, manner in which did, he posts. What, what did he say? Because didn't Shipley say something about Woods at some point? Oh yeah, he he, he did explain why he didn't just like say that. He, he said explained. he said they're Nazis. He said that that they're Nazis. Him and like I think Eric July are Nazis. Right. And then right. when someone corrected him and said like. No, they're not real Nazis. He's like, well, no, there aren't really real Nazis anymore. Oh, yeah, this was... He's now the new definition of Nazi. Yeah, he's like, yeah, like since that. Yeah, Shipley said, according to Woods, Shipley said this, that because real Nazis no longer exist, we're changing the definition of Nazi to, to suit people that say things like, you know, secession, we should try to secede and shit like that, you know. Um... Which is ridiculous because I mean there aren't any Nazis left like original nineteen forties Nazis I think they're all dead at this point 
There might be a few left. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Yeah, because I mean, you they're probably to, in hiding. You you can't start exists. from 1940. You would have to add like 20 years to that because yeah. they would have to, have, dude, you know, dude, not dude. be newborns. They would have to be <laughs> right. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. I think it's anti-Semitic for you to question the resident Jew. I'm just for, for you, but to, it, for it you to doubt the resident Jew, dude. I, I wasn't questioning him. I <laughs> Damn was it, just, Kyle. I was just already to, early in the podcast. <laughs> I was Kyle. trying to do some math. All right, so we take 1945. You want to uh, subtract 20 years, right? We'll no. say 15. I'm sure people like snuck in. Plus 75. I mean, there's 18. definitely still alive. I mean, my they'd have to be like grandpa 90. was in the army, um, at the right as World War II was ending. So. You gotta imagine there oh, are yeah. people still alive on the other side. Right, so. right, right. They'd be like of 90. Course, of course, like, you know, Antifa isn't concerned about those Nazis because they're yeah, probably like, not <laughs> doing Right, we're not I talking mean, about no. They're concerned about the, the neo Nazis and the, uh, you know, well, white Antif- supremacists. Antifa and uses the tactics of the 1930s brown shirts. Really? I mean, just go around bullying people, hitting people that don't agree with them, trying to suppress their, you know, speaking. Well, they wouldn't. They feel they like wouldn't, I don't think justified. they would disagree with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course yeah. they would. It no, was, they I'm, wouldn't. They wouldn't disagree. Oh, oh, oh I think so. They w- I'm like, yes, no, they, they wouldn't. Would. They wouldn't disagree. Yeah. It, so. it was interesting how the Nazi Party they had the brown shirts, mm-hmm. and it was like they were run like a military operation outside of the military, outside yeah. of the state. They were, um, you know, they had their own thugs basically. Yep. So now the justification for it back in the 30s and 40s was that uh, the people living at the time were witnessing you know fascist takeovers of their countries and the systems the political systems in place whether they were democracies to whatever degree uh were not withstanding this and they were falling to it and so they said hey rather than just allow those means to combat it mm-hmm. it's kind of uh by any means necessary which i mean i have some sympathy for toward and in general i really want to like antifa like uh the people who go out on the streets and uh um but uh it seems like every time they're not every time but you frequently will see headlines of them doing something that will make uh i don't know folks like me who want to sympathize with them just kind of like palm to forehead like what the hell i mean look i'm not opposed to them showing up to kkk ra- well there aren't kkk rallies anymore but like um not really unite the right rallies which we're going to talk about in a moment um and other sort of like white supremacy i'm not i'm not against them showing up to that what? shit and not necessarily like cracking skulls but like being yeah. you know having a presence there right what i am against is them just showing up at like ben shapiro events on campuses and being like, this guy is peddling like white supremacy, and then they just start beating <laughs> up professors and shit. That's where I draw the line, and I'm like, you're not, you're not fighting mm-hmm. the 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 um the poor trash. You're not games. fighting Il Duce in uh in fascist Italy right now. You're fighting fucking Ben Shapiro, like a Jewish, you know, conservative who's right about some things, wrong about other things, but he's definitely not any sort of like, um, I guess he is. <laughs> 
something of a <laughs> ethno status when it comes to Israel. Yeah. But like, oh yeah. Oh, at yeah. least not yeah. in America. <laughs> so, yeah, they, that's you know. a good point. They've started to lump all conservatives together. And it's like, okay, there's a big difference between neo-Nazis um, and white nationalists. And now they're just saying, okay, all conservatives fall under that umbrella, maybe because they're Trump supporters. And so it's right. just, it, they're they're blurring that line but and they're picking you, up all kinds of people. Can you blame that? Because that's what this Unite the Right is about. It's about getting the Big Ten umbrella for them because they are so, the numbers are so small now for each of these different, you know, quote unquote hate groups. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so. Well, I think th- you can blame them because it's not. You know, the saying. Unite the Right hasn't been effective. I mean, well, I, no, I, no, no, like no, I said, no. I don't mind if they show up to Unite the Right. But, you know, as long as they're, they're using to... nonviolent tactics. But it's like you got the, the neo Confederates and the neo Nazis and white nationalists and all coming together when most of the time they were separate, where a lot of these people. I mean, there's back in the day, KKK members didn't like Nazis. Like, right. they didn't get along because. They were of that generation of the Nazism where, like, they were the evil Germans and, you know, they weren't Anglo-Saxon, mm. white, you know, Protestants, you know, in America. There was that faction. But and now it's kind of all molded together as the numbers slow, slowly decrease. Everyone sort of comes together to be like, okay, yeah, we can't argue over our differences, really, because there were so little of us now. But the media makes portrays it as if there's this overwhelming presence of white supremacy out there. And the only people who are proud enough were, were like, 20 people who showed up. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's the only people who showed up. And that, I thought, was great that I I was tickled by how few showed up. I thought that was great. Uh, But one, I mean, a lot of them did say that uh, they didn't show up because Uh, after the last rally. You think they were playing, like, Soggy Cracker in a basement somewhere? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but I'm, after the last time I was here and you made me look up something uh, <laughs> on uh, Urban Dictionary, I don't think I'm going to do it this time. Shrimping Mike Shingley. But anyway, like uh, they faced a lot of repercussions. Um, not only was it just some fear of protesters willing to push back, you know, liberally, but also, you know, a lot of them lost their jobs because you know they had their there are pictures of them with the tiki torch yeah. shouting yeah. like jews will not replace us and you know what your employer probably doesn't appreciate well see that, that's the so. kind of um it's like we will I'm, replace I'm okay you thank with, you <laughs> like i'm okay with the doxing of these people oh yeah i mean that's like that's market, that's market action it's in my market mind. action yeah. because you expose these people for who they are you right. allow their employer to decide if this is good optics for them right same thing that happened to if chase rachel's yeah right you know yeah like i'm all for that shit like i'm definitely not opposed to that, but I'm but, just opposed to you know the violent action that's occurring against people that haven't yet co- you know okay, th- that can, haven't committed violence. Can I present like another argument to this though? I, I, okay, so say the doxing of white nationalists and stuff like that is one thing, but when they keep shifting that paradigm over to say people like us who just don't agree with them economically right but i mean else. all right well, so, so what, they start doxing people like us yeah i mean or, it depends on what kind of doxing you're talking about I, they're talking about like okay they're gonna just post my you know let's say i had a family and they were gonna post my my family's address on the internet yeah. for people to come over and fuck with them yeah i'd be so against that got, i i wouldn't be opposed to them finding out who i am and saying like well this he works there because like my boss would look at my online activity and be like Okay, so he, he yeah, wants yeah, no yeah. government. I'm just, but I'm thinking though, like the other tactics as well, because I feel like there might be some type of blowback. I mean, we've already seen some of it, but I'm worried that these violent 
Antifa actions are causing a reaction sure. of that. Maybe now that they'll go underground, the, the white nationalists and all you know racists, they'll go underground and become more violent, counteractive. Sure. And you see some of that with like Bass Stickman, who's just like a MAGA supporter or whatever. Remember him last summer? He'd show up to rallies with like sticks and a, and a shield and a helmet. Yeah, you're talking about Bass <clears throat> Stickman. Yeah. Kyle Chapman. Kyle Ch- yeah, there you go, Kyle Chapman. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm afraid of like I'm not saying afraid, but I'm just worried, you know, just in general that that these white nationalists, white supremacists, whatever, yeah, but they might come back in a violent faction as well, and like it just ups the ante because you know violence begets violence. It's a cycle. It's blowback. It's what Ron Paul talked about blowback. You know, right. you don't. I mean, it's human nature to have. But you see nonviolent like ostracizing people that's sort of like what we want that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. ANCAP dream is just like you can solve all no, problems through but like just, but some beating form of the crap ostracism. out of someone just because they have a MAGA hat well, on well no I'm like, not yeah that, exactly it's like you want it's like what's the what's the reaction to that going to be down the road I'm just worried about like, the road yeah. is going, yeah, no, going I, down I, I definitely don't support beating anybody up yeah. Unless it's in self-defense. Okay. Know? Okay. Yeah. So I can't believe we didn't put this on the topic board. Oh but, my god! You know, like early, <laughs> earlier this week, you know, a couple of days ago, it's uh, you know, apparently Mike Ness, uh, social distortion reply. Yes. And number one. And Mike Ness went on this this huge uh, anti-Trump uh, political rant, and uh, then like uh, there was a, a Trump supporter in the audience though, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, he flipped off Mike Ness, I think, for like two minutes or yeah. two songs. Yeah, it was a few songs. One yeah. or the other. It was two minutes or two songs. It was two something, I thought. But uh, at any rate, so he flips him off. And then, uh, you know, Mike Ness, you can see a video on YouTube of uh, Mike Ness like yelling at him and maybe flipping him off too. And then eventually Mike Ness just jumps off the stage and uh, punches the dude. Like, it wasn't it like, uh, I think I heard two black eyes. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Like it was multiple punches. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was sad because like, what the fu- like? He's just flicking. Okay, they're both like in the wrong to me. Because why are you gonna sit there for two minutes and just flick them off? Yeah, like, you're, you're asking for Trump. trouble. Like you're asking for trouble in that environment. But I don't think the lead singer of the band needs to come off stage and punch someone in the face and and then end up getting that guy kicked out. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you could have just maybe just got him kicked out. You didn't need to fight back, and it, I don't know. It just it didn't warrant that type of response, and I thought that was really like shitty. You just tell security to remove. Yeah, the just guy. like hey, get this guy out of here. He's ruined things for everyone else. He's ruining the show. Like punching him in the face, and everyone's like cheering him on. Like, yeah, it's awesome. But like it goes back to the same thing before we were saying about blowback, and that well now it's just you're just people are just going to perceive themselves as victims because. For a long time, you know, people like Antifa and that, then and like minority groups, like they they see themselves as victims, which causes their like the defense to be like, we need to go on the offensive with some of these things. So that's why they think it's okay to hit people and punch a Nazi. You know, that whole punch a Nazi, just whatever. So, but anyway, bringing it back um, to another topic, I, we've mentioned it before, like in the punk scene in the '80s and like the hardcore scene. A lot of Nazis tried like co-opting it and and, and the metal scene, yeah. yeah. And so what they did was there was violent backlash. Like they just beat the crap out of any Nazis who showed up. To sh- who came to shows? It came because it was getting, I guess, bad at, the, at that point because they didn't want it getting back to people put on the shows like the club owners and stuff saying, "Oh, if you ho- host the hardcore punk show, you're just gonna bring Nazis." So we know we're just not gonna have a hardcore punk show, and they would kill scenes. So they went back to like just violently getting these people out of there which i kind of i kind of sympathize towards because you want to be able to have shows and stuff like that but i feel like people cheering on what ness did are kind of like 
they're kind of going back to like, yeah, we needed to get these guys out of here. And the, the guy was just a douchebag. There's a hundred of them at shows. You just tell security, especially when you're as big as social distortion, you could have that, you know, that guy removed. It's not like it's some like band second show and some shit. I, I, uh, I, I feel that, like I feel like at. it would be appropriate for Mike Ness to do anything besides like you know, inf- it, it, like uh, enact physical violence on this dude. You know? Yeah. It's. I mean. <laughs> It's just infantile at that point. Yeah, you know? it, he's gonna get sued. Probably. It's also aggression. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was in, being insulting, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's aggression. You know, it, it's yeah. just uh, you know. I mean, of, of course, it, it's a dickhead thing to like you know flip somebody off for you know like at all or, or for long periods of time. But of course, it, it's like uh, even more of a dickhead thing to beat their ass for it. You know. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. you say that the guy is on his property or on his rent, at least rented event property, and that Mike Ness, as the renter of the property, <laughs> has authority over the guy to kick a guy out by physical violence if he wants to? I mean, I, I don't know, man. Did, did did Mike Ness tell the guy to leave? I mean, I mean the uh, the audio is unintelligible. I can't. The video make, was clear. I, I mean, I couldn't. Well, Make out what was said. Well, I mean, it would have to do with the contract. It would have to do with the the contract. You can see Mike Mike Ness yelling at the guy for I don't know twenty seconds or something before he jumped down. So I don't know what was said or what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not Ness's property. But this should happen when Bush was president. Like I'm I'm sure with with Ness playing a show, you know, if if, uh, you know, I would I would think the club would honor his wishes and probably throw the guy out. I'm sure he. I'm sure Ness could have gotten the guy thrown out, but you know he just resorted to the physical violence. I don't know. That's not very DIY. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh, uh, I, I mean, well, it's one thing to like. I don't, I don't like, even hey, think, fans, like, throw like, this guy out. Ness, Ness didn't even kick the guy out. Like, he just beat the guy's ass. You know, um, physically they, remove this fella. Well, they've made it really about politics. Yeah, they made I mean, it all about Trump. But it sounds to me from the story you guys have told is the guy was uh, insulting him with the middle finger. For like two songs, you said that would be badass though. If if Ness just walked the guy out the door, <laughs> it'd just be funny. <laughs> I, 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 think, like, I think that would be really cool. Or what but, if he flew in with a chopper and was like, "Get in!" <laughs> <laughs> if you flick somebody off for a long time, I mean, they might lose their temper. That's yeah, what I, I mean, right? it's mm-hmm. like I a can see bar him getting. Fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I, Is that I mean, yeah, frankly, it's uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't condemn Mike Ness really for it. I mean, you show up at a punk show and that's what you do. It's it's kind of, I don't know. I, I'm inclined to say, like, what else did you expect or what else should you expect? And I, uh, I just feel like you're victim blaming. No. Well, I mean, no. I think you just it's kind of like if you go to a bar and start talking shit to someone like, what do you what do you expect, you know? Oh yeah. So no, what yeah. About um. No, and and, and like I, I I get I get that you know? I get that equal reciprocity. Yeah, like uh, you know I I get that you know I see what you're saying with that, and and ultimately you know it, it is a lot of that, and it's just kind of blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. You know because like uh, you know I've seen I saw like something like this in a bar recently actually you know what I mean yeah. just like a, a stupid fucking bar fight right and uh, the only reason we're hearing about this stupid fucking bar fight is because it's like fucking Mike Ness right you know. Yeah, I I, I, it, I can acknowledge it probably wasn't the most appropriate thing to do. Um, I'm sure there are more optimal outcomes. Yeah, like uh, like see if this were Kyle Wagner and his his Nickelback <laughs> cover band, 
<laughs> and and if he like uh, hit a, a fan who was like flipping off Bill Weld, like uh, we wouldn't hear about this. Uh, so wait a sec. So I would have attacked the fan for flipping off. No, Bill I, I'm Weld. just. I'm, I'm not saying you would have. I'm just saying if. if. No, I think. I think it really just shows you the need for uh, law. Can you imagine order, Kyle getting up on that table and just you know the the rule of law, government, and you know it shows you that people just sometimes they lose their temper and they go nuts and this is just a mild thing uh punching somebody is mild I, we can imagine that without a government you know he might have killed the guy so um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, I don't think, I don't think we, anybody was imagining it, that Kyle. It's, it's, it's fortunate I mean, we could imagine it's, anything we could imagine like a purple elephant came right. out of the, the bathroom and just stopped the guy well he, he might have beat the guy to death or you know he might have tried to get the guy's whole family killed or whatever so it's fortunate that we have laws that kind of restrain people when they lose their temper from just going overboard and on vendettas. I think it's a leap. <laughs> or it's a similar thing as just don't punch someone in the face for flicking you off. You don't beat on a guy. And, the, and apparently he was being held back. The crowd of people were pulling away the, the fan. Mm-hmm. And they're pulling him back, and so that's when Ness went after him and punched. Wait, they him were in the pulling face. him back. Was yeah, he trying like, to go on stage? I think they were trying to like get not. I think they were, apparently there were other people there that were like kind of trying to like get involved because I guess there was some shouting back and forth, mm. and so they were probably like doing this. And it, eventually, when some guy was like, they were like pulling on his arms to say, "Hey, man!" Like, kind of, like not security guards, but just like other fans, right. like yeah. interrupting the show. Like, come on! Like, and that's when Ness went after him and like started like wailing on his. Is face. Is there a video of all of yeah. this? All right, so I have to check this. Yeah, out. I mean it's simple. It's fast, really. Yeah, and I just I think, I I think it's it. There's no. There was no violence after that fact. It stopped. It ended there. It was the heat of the moment. Of course, yes. But th- it's not like he's going to go after and seek revenge and kill his family, you know? Well, that, yeah, I mean, he can't because it's against the law. But, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> if there was no government, there, there'd there be no reason why he couldn't continue to take it to extremes. You know, yeah, that's, there's, pl- there's plenty of reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right, so. Um, I want to say, Ethan, read Ethan's comment. He just said in in response to Kyle, he says, "Good thing those laws have prevented all other murderers too, not just the imaginary ones in Kyle's head." No, it's, there's no doubt. I mean, people can break the law, but that doesn't mean we don't need any laws. I mean, we need the rule of law. Well, you need you need rules. Yeah, but that's when you you need somebody. All right, moving on. <laughs> just kidding, just We've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. you, if you say we need rules, you acknowledge that we but need rule makers. We need authorities. We need hierarchy. So yeah, rules no. can like, come up. No, ma- rules can come about. Through you know sponta- spontaneously, sure. rules can come about through through um, communities deciding upon rules. It doesn't necessarily dic- need that you have require that you have to dictate a small group of people to enforce these laws. Yeah, it, it just d- means it that the community has to decide like these are the rules we'll tolerate, and anyone that doesn't do that will be ostracized from the community. I mean, uh, the and there are plenty of com- examples of that from the not so wild wild west to while well, Barcelona was very problematic you know that they, they handled those sorts of problems it wasn't you know this wild crime rate raving yeah. place um what medieval iceland there's uh there were there were pockets in asia so anyway i mean yeah um what in the russian civil war there's a big chunk of ukraine that was um oh what were, what the was crimea it? no are you okay you're t- what are you 
uh, in the Russian in the Russian Civil War, the Russian Revolution, uh, the there was the there was a significant the anarchist faction uh. that fought both the Tsarists uh, or the Whites and uh, and the Bolsheviks mm. um, like un- the until they eventually the lost to the Bolsheviks. But yeah. anyway, they were around for two or three years. But anywho, so you're not talking about Spain, are you? No, well, no. I mentioned Spain as a in another example, but uh, no, I'm Catalonia. not Catalonia. Yeah. All right, let's get back on topic here. But, yeah, <laughs> this kind of goes back to Tom Woods. Uh, Tom Woods, uh, yeah. So circling back to Tom Woods, so he had a a Twitter beef over the uh, weekend with uh, Talib Kweli, one of the uh, a rapper who was, uh, was a member of Black Star. It was Star. him and Eric July. And together. again, can someone explain the context? Because like I saw it pop up, and I go on Twitter and. It's I hard. can't figure out what the fuck's going on. Right, Twitter, on Twitter is the worst UI for following yeah. a conversation. Like to to get a whole story. Like I feel like I'm just getting snippets, and I have to piece the story together. And it although there is me. something, uh, there is a bot, a Twitter bot called I think it's called like Unroll. Okay. And if you so if you type in like Unroll, and like some kind of command into okay. Twitter and post it, it will actually right. present that to you, kind of like Reddit, but. So, Anyways, so for my sake and maybe for anyone else's, do, does anyone know the context of like what started? I don't know who said to who first. I think it might have been an Eric July responded it to it, and then I think, and then I think uh, Tom Woods saw it and just kind of made a comment on it, and then the guy went after Tom Woods. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it started with Eric July saying that. He, he's always going out. He's always Which, on the. Offensive. I don't even agree with this per se, but he was saying something like. As long as Nazis don't enact violence, they can they're, they're, they can still be libertarian, which right. I would take issue with that because That's ideologically you're not libertarian at that point. Who said that? Eric July. Eric July said something yeah. to the, oh. along those lines. And I did see – Which I get what he's that saying. That was one of the comments I did see he's that was like referenced. Because if in, you're – right. I mean because if you're practicing – if you're actively not violent – and aggressing towards someone, in theory, you're a libertarian. Like, you're behaving as a libertarian. Right. But I don't... See, it's I a would... reach to say that that would make you a libertarian. Like, you're just being peaceful in that moment. Right. Good for you, but you're not a libertarian. Right, you're, and you it's know. also confusing <laughs> someone who's not committing violence right now with someone who wishes to do it in the very near future. If, yeah. If, if or with given the right circumstance, right. they would. So that's not... Like, I get what he's saying. He's being sort of an absolutist. It's an NAP reductionist. Right, right. They're not advocating for ANCAP or minarchist policies of limited government, uh, free market capitalism, uh, civil liberties, or anything like that. I mean, that's not what they want, you know? So you can't say that that person's... You can't give them that label just because they're not physically assaulting somebody. And I think he was, you know, sort of... I agree. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely disagree with him on that. However, I d- now I don't know where the link where Tom Woods jumped in per se, but he jumped in and then Talib was like bringing up his old like League of the South shit, like when he went to that one meeting with Jeff Tucker in like when he was like twenty or something. And well, he didn't was, like, he found it? Was or co-found it? No, no, no. He just went to one meeting. Yeah, I think he, was a had speaker, he was a speaker at one meeting, and he was talking about nullification. Well, there's at least two pictures of him at different times. There's one picture that I know. It's the most famous one with all the Confederate flags hanging yeah. around well, him. Well, there's, there's two of them that are, are like that, and he's clearly 
Um, and one, he looks a little older than but the other. But this is so, what Sarwark, anyway. Sarwark trashed mm. him for because he was following after what Murray Rothbard did. Where Rothbard would go to everywhere. Sure. There he could find – he was making alliances everywhere. So Tom Woods kind of did the same thing, right. and it just so happened it was League of the South and Confederate flag these but, days. Worked 15 years ago. No one would have thought twice about that picture. But now in 2018 climate, that's right. and, really and, bad. And, and also the, given and, what the League of the South – is now. right. Yeah, but, is but now. They but say he, that changed. So he wrote. Well, so he wrote like ahead. a whole article, yeah. which I can send you later. But he basically explains when he went to them, they were just a sort of southern. Um, I forget what he called it, but like, I guess like kind of secessionist, separatist, separatist, or just like local um, uh, autonomy advocacy or, or something along those lines. A cultural lines. identitarian movement. <laughs> but not but nothing to do with whiteness or anything. In fact, he says in 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 this in this explanation that later on the uh so there was there was some dude that was in charge of it. He left. Another guy took over and was like, "We are changing it to be this." And you know, that guy was like, you know, it is white separatist southern what blah 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 blah. Whereas right. originally it was just like it didn't matter, like, the color of your race or whatever. It was just, like, this is, like, sort of, like, a southern advocacy group. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, is it and they now, favored... What's that? It's now white separatists? So now yeah. it has become what, what everyone thinks it is. I don't but think when they he say wants that to, explicitly, but if you look at... Well, they're... they're a, um, he, what the, they want The founder, the, yeah. the guy who changed it to that, did say it explicitly. Oh, it might okay. not be published anywhere in, oh, like, official okay. literature, but it is... A quote. Because I went to their website, to I want to say, six months ago, and um, it was it was very nationalist. It was very anti-immigration. Um, yeah. Unless you're white, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, again, they didn't phrase it that way, but that that's what it boiled down to. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, they're not going to publish like yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean. Anyways, the the point of that is just that when he went there, it wasn't like that. I mean, yeah, you know, if you want to argue, well, they had Confederate flags, therefore racist i mean you can do that but i mean then you know it, it just you got to look at the political climate then and just like what the goal and and at the time i don't he or uh tom woods explains that he was not actually a libertarian at the time mm-hmm. so like you're talking about it and this was like he said like 94 I 94 or something I, that's what i thought so or i mean maybe, like no I'm, I'm sorry it might have been some earlier so like this is we're talking about a completely different tom woods mm-hmm. anyways and even that Tom Woods wasn't going to like a racist event. He was going mm-hmm. to an event that was like, you know, in support, you know, sort of uh, pro the South, but that doesn't necessarily imply racism, you know, to, to, to everybody. So, what I find so offensive about the way the left fights is this: it, to me, it's fighting dirty, right? You're going to take a picture from 30 years ago right. where a guy may have just been invited as a guest speaker. I mean, Ar- Arvin re- recently went on um, Chris Cantwell's right. show. It doesn't mean that Arvin agrees with Chris Cantwell. He right, was invited right. to speak on a podcast, and he said, I will go there to express my views, which are in uh, opposition to your views. I mean, and for, so, for all we know, Tom Woods was, was sitting there saying, like, like, let's say they were, like, a racist outfit. He could have been there saying, like, you're all racist assholes. I'm here to, like, tell you you're all fucking wrong. He could and have walked off. Like, we, from right. a pic- I'm just saying, from a picture... You can't know what what happened there, right? But in order to discredit unless the he's speaker, wearing a fucking hood, right? You know what I mean? You know, somebody will if you just take a picture of a guy like that, take it out of context or whatever, and just use it to discredit him completely. To me, that's a cheat. That's fighting dirty. It's fighting cheap. So that's what I find objectionable with it. Yeah, 
Agreed, man. Agreed. Is that unique to the left? No. Probably not. I see it from the left more. I don't. uh, Don't you you see it from, like, Nick Sarwark a little bit? Um. I mean, it's pretty common when yeah. you see on Fox News whenever a black person is arrested, they, they post an unflattering picture of them. So, but anyway, um, I, I don't think it's unique to the left, but anywho. Yeah, I, but I, that, I could agree. I could little, agree it's fighting dirty. That's a little anyway. different, but I agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're more likely to get the image of the 12-year-old boy from the from the left. Or I'm thinking, talking about the Trayvon Martin case mm-hmm, where sure. they used a picture of him looking much young, when he was five years younger. And then the right uses pictures of him with the hoodie blowing smoke into the camera or right. whatever. So they're both trying to twist that agenda. I was speaking more about um, mm-hmm. debate. Like, we're having an argument, so I'm just going to try to smear you as with where what event you spoke at or whatever, Shh. pictures from the 30 years ago rather than actually engage in debate with you. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So now, if we turn that back to Tom Woods, he, was it just Mike Shipley or was it the whole kind of group of people that he, he labeled mentally ill? No, it was just Mike Shipley. He, no, the only one he mentioned by yeah, name was Shipley. About Mike Shipley, but he the was individual. Okay. Referring it to all of the Socialist Caucus, I believe. Well, no, but hold no, on. No, 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 hold no, on, hold no, on. no. As far as mentally ill, he was only referring to Mike yes. Shipley. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't saying that everybody in the Socialist Caucus was mentally ill. No, he didn't say that. He just said, I mean, they're just talking about how these people are not. Well, I mean, dude, this is not a stretch. Like, literally everything that I post, you know. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, he he just manages to like link it to something that's that's like triggering him. Well, he's now a meme. Like, yeah, I mean, everything's <laughs> racist, everything's sexist, everything's misogynistic, everything's like, I mean, it's just all these like nasty like hate things. You know, I, I just think it's just like fucking ridiculous. I don't think he's literally mentally ill. He just it's, he he's in a certain mm-hmm. political sphere. Well, the, he's the, a the, social the justice thing, warrior, and that's the funny what they thing do. to me. The funny thing to me is that he was on punk rock libertarians for. You know, at least at least five years and he never said anything until about a month ago that, right, that's yeah. when he started that's all of a and sudden Bergman when he has been the in. same way yeah i've always had the same sense of humor yeah <laughs> well the i think with trump and everything and the left the political climate has changed and he yeah, got no doubt, swept no up in that that ideology of anti-racism that you know and social justice wars five years ago the social justice movement what it wasn't what it is today so but here's the, the thing society why would he go, has changed so i don't know if we mentioned this yet but just briefly, he uh, he admins a page called Punk Rock Libertarians Left that Bergman also <laughs> happens to yeah. admin. Yeah, I've been, I've been but, on there for uh, years. Ryan Riot started the page. Right, Ryan Riot, who's been on this podcast before. He has crazy hair, crazy pink hair. He's well, a communist, but he's it, hilarious. Crazy yeah, he's political cool. ideas. <laughs> he, yeah, but I mean, he's, he's a cool dude, man. He's a nice guy. It, yeah. It's uh, funny because yeah. Matt, I, I don't and mind Shipley, him on. Matt and Shipley were arguing with each other, both using the page name because they're both admins of the same page. So <laughs> it looked like the page yeah. was arguing with itself. Yeah. I mean, so, um, so Shipley, Shipley put up a, a uh, poll. Wait, dude, okay, you have to call him Shitley or Shipley. people can punch you in the arm until Is you that? call him Shitley. <laughs> That's what we're playing. That's okay? a, I got threatened with that role last week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I know. So Shitley not was uh, was on was. Uh, you're, you're playing, Kyle. I'm not playing. Kyle, if you're on the podcast, you're playing, dude. It, it's it's just house you just, rules. You just Is that what you're gonna shit. say? House you just have rules. to call him house Shitley, rules, dude. Man. Why? Why are you? Why? Because he's a part of the party. You can't talk shit about hey, him. Hey, Matt. No, I, I just I don't like to uh, make fun of somebody's name like that. Oh. <laughs> 
Dude, you, you, just a second ago, you were talking about dropping him from a fucking helicopter. I, <laughs> I was not. I didn't say anything like that. Oh, my bad. My bad, Kyle. Jeez. Um, no, the part, one interesting part of your conversation was the, you know, he called you right wing and you were like, I'm not right wing. If any, if I don't identify as left or right, but if I had to choose, I would choose left. I remember you said that. Yeah, from a historical um, perspective. You know? Yeah, I found that interesting. And, and I made the comment, I was like, you know, if socialism is left and fascism is right, it really leaves nowhere for a reasonable person to go. That's a great point. Right. Well, and, that's why we, the, we constantly we, we, reject the, the whole left-right spectrum here, even though, yeah, in the current political... What? I, I think in the per, current political climate, it's like... <laughs> Ethan's cracking me up. I'm the sorry. The gauge that people want to use, but ultimately, it's like, here are our principles. Wherever that falls on the spectrum, so be it, but like... It's just, you get into all these weird things in, like, horseshoe theory, where, like, you go so far left that you come out the right, you know? Yeah. I'm, I There's a whole the... Facebook page called like the horseshoe theory or something like that where they just point out like where people who you think are leftists just sound completely like rightists and vice versa and it's just like I, what I is the yeah. point of this anymore like it's become to the point where it's just I don't know like I, I don't yeah. like the horseshoe but I do like if you push the sides of the horseshoe together to make a line you would end up with sort of the big government types and then a small government type at the top well and there yeah you, there I mean, you that is still a, end up with a, a spectrum I mean I like yeah I like like the Norris you know the Norris diamond or whatever um, yeah close, more mm. similar to the diamond <clears throat> yeah I like that but no one uses that the Nolan chart, you mean? Yeah, the Nolan chart. Yeah. It's, a di- it's in the shape of a diamond. I just called it the Nolan diamond, but yeah. Um, well, they've actually turned it now. You see a square all the well, time. Well, yeah, now it's yeah. a square. Which is not as good as the diamond. I like the diamond better. The diamond is better, yeah. in my opinion. I'm surprised you like the diamond better. I do, but I would, again... Because um, it know, puts anarchy at the top, doesn't it? No, it's not. I mean, it depends. That's what we argue about constantly. And <laughs> I don't want to bring it up again, but okay. you know what I mean? Like sort of a limited government versus uh, two competing big government philosophies. Mm. So that's sort of, if you imagine like a T-shape, upside down T, it's like two, two competing. An inverse uh, funnel. The socialists pyramid. and the communists are, are, the, yeah, are fighting for their version of uh, statism or big government. And then the communists know, aren't. Big government. Well, I guess. Oh, they certainly are. Yeah, <laughs> but when you call them socialists, so I, 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 guess, I use right. the terms interchangeably, which yeah. confuses people. But no, I um, mean you're right. You're right. You're right. You're you right. Know. I'm just thinking more of like the ANCOM people. Like they would sort of be. They're definitely different. I mean, they're also called syndicalists, and that's yeah. where all these uh, lib socks um, are coming from. Right. They're they're syndicalists. The they thing is, where do you put those people on the chart? Because well, the they thing don't is fit. like. The, they don't fit because they're anarchists. So they're, well, they're hold on, off but on the my, let's say my chart. Let's say my chart, where you have anarchy, and then you have statism, and then you have like economic and social, or whichever way it is. I can't fit on anarchy one, on the chart because to me, anarchy is an abstraction, right? It's just like what it, it doesn't have any concrete principles to it. The just, non-aggression principle. <laughs> yeah, but that's not something shared by any of the left anarchists. That's not something, right. Well, that's you're, you bring up a good point though. That's why. I don't know if you can place them because they're, in my opinion, their philosophy is contradictory. Yeah, and, and by the like, way, a, a, as far as like the people that say like there is no such thing as private property, like, dude, I, I uh, then see, then then you have like I just feel like you run into a logical hey, inconsistency hey, and it just blows up. Kyle, by the way, uh, congratulations for taking the same stance on the nap as Alton Peterson. Thank you. <laughs> he is not ashamed. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think the NAP is misguided. I think that the philosophy really needs to be about private ownership of the means of production. That's the that's the crux of the philosophy is who owns the means of production, and then we have a market economy around that. And so we've instead of talking mm. about property, private property, and property rights, but it's like uh, we've shifted the so we've changed the focus to this term aggression. Yeah, and then you have people like on the left going, "Hey, well, uh, landlordism is aggression." I saw a meme earlier today yeah. saying that profit is aggression. Well, but it's not just so, but it's not just aggression. It's aggression and re- property rights. I know. That, see, that's your. You need to focus on the property rights and, well, I do think and not on the aggression because well, aggression but, but, is subjective. Okay, but aggression is derived. The non-aggression principle is derived from property rights, right? the The property rights is just a a a, a, a state of of um, existence is is property. Like you know, property I, is I, a I, thing, and like property rights apply to that <laughs> thing. And so from that, you derive the principle of non-aggression, which says, like, if we want to maintain property rights, in order to maintain property rights, we have to have the best way is to use the non-aggression principle. You're, st- right? you're starting with the concept of property rights. Yeah, I mean, the axiom... You're taking them as a given. Yeah, property rights is, is in a sense, axiomatic. Yeah. yeah, but the the left, uh, at least the right, Anacons, and that's why they that's why do not wrong. agree with where you're coming from. No, I, property rights. Well, I know, and they're wrong. Well, see, Jared, I <laughs> I think that uh, is problematic. I would say you should start from a posi- position of self ownership, self ownership. That's what or I mean, though. Self autonomy or self determination. Right. No, I want to call it. I agree with you. I agree. Property with you. rights c- extends from that. Right. Well, I call your well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're you own your. I agree. No, I hundred percent agree with okay. you. Um, I got one. Yes, you got one. <laughs> no, like, what? Yeah, when I say property, I mean it mm-hmm. all starts from the original property, like mm-hmm. the original sin, which <laughs> which is your own body, which you own. I know Kyle disagrees with that. It all stems that, from bubbles, yeah. but you know, then everything else extends from that, and you get. Mm-hmm. The non-aggression principle and all this other shit. You down with but, OPP? All right, let's move on to. We, we're well, running out of time pretty, here. I was saying because well, the reason, kind of, the reason why Tom Woods had Josh Smith on was to talk about Joshua Smith's anti-socialist resolution. So that that brings us to the next topic. Yes, oh. it does. Nice segue, dude. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, actually, do you want to talk more on this? I, I don't know Ky- as much about. Kyle it. would know more about this being in the party for longer but being a socialist <laughs> <laughs> not a socialist do you want me to uh, uh we're talking about the anti yeah go for okay. it if you have the the yeah language right there so. okay yeah 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 so the, the anti-socialist resolution um okay on September 23rd, 2017, and this will only take about 60 seconds, by the way, so bear with me. Um, Libertarian Par- Party of California Executive Committee adopted the following resolution. Whereas the Libertin- Libertarian Party of California supports the free market and therefore free trade among individuals. Whereas while free trade may include co-ops and resource pooling, it will always be voluntary. Whereas the Libertarian Party of California strongly supports the rights of individuals to own private property, including land and housing. Whereas the Libertarian Party of California supports the rights of individuals to engage in contractual agreements of their own free will, including real estate rental contracts. Whereas ownership of private property, including land and housing, does not require continual or personal use to exist as justly owned property. Whereas these have been part of the principles of the Libertarian Party since its founding. Therefore, be it resolved, rent is not theft, and owners of land and housing have the right to retrieval of said property and other damages if voluntary contractual agreements are breached. 
cool? Uh, apparently, so, it's not cool. Well, that, like everyone get that. I get it. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. did every? So this did not pass. No, it, it didn't pass. No. And who uh, voted against it? I have the names right here. I don't recognize. Oh anymore. shit! But uh, Philip brought the dots. Bishop Henchman, uh, Goldstein, uh, How, Hewitt is- Olson, Lark uh, Hogarth, and um, uh, of course. But it's weird. Alex Merced voted against it, and this was mm-hmm. Joshua Smith put this up. And then also at the same time, Nicholas Sarek was one of the first people to vote to no against this resolution. He voted no. Yes. Yeah. So it, it lost, I guess right now it's that uh, 10 really, to 5. That's very revealing. Well, and yeah. Josh said, I don't know if you would know more about this, Kyle, but Josh said that the chairman doesn't really vote unless it's like a tiebreaker. So it was a breach of protocol for him to vote him, early yeah. because it's like him coming out against it, which sways the vote. I don't know if that's a formal protocol where he's not allowed to vote unless I, it's a tie. Or yeah, I think he, it's it's precedent is is well, that's what it's for. Well, he did it, so I mean, I guess he's allowed to do it, or somebody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, buddy, you're not allowed to vote. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's interesting that Merced uh, voted no, and also Jim Lark, who's our regional rep, he's a nice guy. Um, you know, they had their reasons. So Kyle, Kyle, I, I read how, how would you the have, reasons? Though. Kyle, how would you have voted? Um, I probably would have voted for it because, I mean, I agree with, like, refocusing the party. I want us to be a capitalist party, and I want us to be about property rights. I don't think rent is theft and all that. And I, I personally don't agree with the, the Libertarian Socialist Caucus. I don't think they're, you know... They're antithetical it, it, to the it, party. They're, they're completely incompatible. And for me, as someone who's not an anarchist, they're even more incompatible than ANCAPs, ANCAPs perceive them to be because they go, hey, we're all against the state here, right? And whereas I'm not, so I'm like, boy, we have nothing in common. You guys need to get your own party. And I see them as uh, There's also invasive, the uh, socialist invas- party. Well, Why don't they just... Kunal, right. They <laughs> have Kunal the, today, he, has dual, he, has, uh, he got approval from the, the Democratic Socialists of America to have dual... Dual party, a, yeah, dual party. He just got proof for that. Yeah, I mean, there, and and I. But here's the thing: this guy's like, such a fucking loser. Yeah, I was. <laughs> my thing with it was, it maybe the right strategy for these guys is to ignore them and outnumber them completely, and eventually they'll go, they'll figure it out and go away. But I mean, they're 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 a very small group. It's maybe thirteen guys. You, and they keep saying that, but. I mean, they're going on RT talking about how the Libertarian Party uh, st- says, you know, well, rent is theft. Uh, rent is theft. You know, it, it's not just yeah, we keep, not a, not an official that, capacity though. But everybody keeps saying, oh, it's just these six people and they'll go away. Well, now it's thirteen people and we're still talking about them a year plus later. Yeah. after they start, it, I mean, they're not going away. They're not going to go away. They play no, the longest. I may not. I mean, I don't know. I still see them as sort of a fringe group within the party, and I don't care for them but i don't know but isn't i don't know like how to do the purge with, and that with sarwar yes that was yes. part of merced's um you know rationale was he was like purges are never a good thing i, I think it comes down to mo commies mo problems <laughs> mo, yeah <laughs> okay, okay so that should be the podcast title. yeah that's what i'm thinking title. about that for the last five minutes so. mo commies mo problems so am i the the only person who not that i'm terribly invested in the libertarian party but um <laughs> i i think uh I'm guessing I'm the only person who uh, disagrees with the sentiment of that proposal. Is that correct? Does anyone else? So How do you look at why, 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 why do you disagree with it? So there's two things I think that are just technically one, – one, technically wrong, and two, and a second, that's historically wrong. I'll start with the historically wrong part first. 
Um, so rent, we don't live in a free market system. And right now, rent is definitely, um, I, think if, I think rent can count as a form of taxation, very similar to how various private parties, uh, whether it's lobbyists or whatever, um, extract rents like it's called the term is called you know rent sinking rent seeking, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um from the general populace uh if you look at the history of property and what i like about left libertarians is they're the only ones who seem seem to talk about this is that you know it's not we have a history of massive rights violations on a massive scale starting from the industrial revolution with the enclosure of the commons in england we have the in the U.S. like the the railroad grants um, uh, before, during, after the Civil War, where they just awarded massive amounts of lands, just gave it to a particular class of people, and uh, yeah, that's um, um, I'm struggling to be articulate at the moment, but um, so you feel but, like who owns what doesn't necessarily deserve the ownership rights that they have. And that therefore they're getting rents that they aren't, they shouldn't be entitled to. Is that right. where you're going with it? Yeah, like, um, yeah, like th- I remember Thaddeus Russell, who I like a lot. He talked about, um, like, I like him a lot too. Yeah, he gave us one example about uh, Walmart and like why should people respect the property of Walmart, especially if you're in a small town where it was the state that built the road to Walmart. It was the state um, uh, infrastructure and regulations that allow walmarts but, to exist but isn't couldn't you say that about anybody's property in america yeah like yeah. no there I, I mean like th- like my house wouldn't exist if it wasn't well there's a spectrum but i mean yeah, we, you know isn't our argument against taxation that like you know it doesn't matter like the degree to which it was stolen from you but it was stolen you know right like well, if you say like all right so you know the the property that is my house could not have existed if Baltimore hadn't built. I don't own my house, so that my landlord owns my house couldn't have been built if you know Baltimore hadn't built roads around. Therefore, is he like rent seeking on me because like he bought this house with his own money that he worked for? And well, no, I think it's a spectrum. A I mean, there's a difference <laughs> between you trying to be an entrepreneur in this mixed economy uh, with your principles trying to reconcile the two because there's always going to be that conflict of the practical you know do i incorporate for the legal protection you know which a lot of people just have to yeah um, i mean once you get to a certain size you have but, to i mean but there's a difference between you let's take as an example and someone who operates private prisons or is or sell or is in the military industrial complex oh you know? i agree with that so there's a there's a spectrum and right now but yeah housing is significantly more expensive um rates of interest are much higher than they uh, would be in a free economy. So, yeah, um, a lot of people are disadvantaged and have more unfavorable terms than they otherwise would have. And I think that's a really good thing to highlight for libertarians. Instead of us being the party that talks about the rich white man's taxes, no, we're talking about things that really apply to everyone. We're talking about uh, the lower-income people who are screwed because of the regulatory apparatus which empowers landlords over them. And if you look at 
mutualist even like um but hold Sean on let Wilbur. me say before you Go move ahead. on to that mm-hmm. let me retort a couple you broke it you broke your beers dude a couple of things with that the one thing is it, at least in maryland the landlords have very little rights as compared to their tenants um i've talked to my landlord and his son who own multiple buildings throughout they're very nice guys and obviously like i've never complained against them and, and brought any complaints but you know we were talking and they're like yeah i mean this is one of the worst states um for someone to be a landlord because mm-hmm. you basically like they can't seek and they can barely seek any damages against a, a tenant like a tenant could just completely fuck up a like oh an, another example my my uh, friend um was renting out his house to a family and they were from like somewhere in asia and so mm-hmm. like their food is very like pungent and they completely like basically like stain the house with the smell of this food right nice reason and i mean i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> um but like there's nothing he could really do about it i mean he could like keep their security deposit which didn't really even cover it but there's no recourse he has so i mean to say that like you know, it's just these landlords just lording over everybody. I mean, the title alone is kind of like has a derogatory connotation. Yeah, it's very presidential. <laughs> it it reminds us of feudal times yeah, when we actually had like lords and serfs. Right. And it's, the it's not a good. Would live it's on not a good word. Yeah. The lord's land. But then, but then also, I mean, what was the other thing you said? Um, but I mean, you know, you look, if you look at it from like uh, the the average landlord's perspective, I mean, it's one thing if it's like a giant corporation that owns like a bunch of apartment buildings in uh, Times Square. Mm-hmm. But if it's like you know in like Remington, Baltimore, where it's just owned by like people that are still barely like making ends meet <laughs> on right. their own, like they're not lo- they're not lords in any sense. Um, they paid for those buildings. They paid for and these it, buildings. They either were the original owner who paid for the construction of the building, right. or they bought it from right. that guy so and, they were, and got their title that way. So they had to shell out a lot of money up front in yeah. order to own the property. And they had to deal and, with whatever like mixed economy consequences right. sure. were in the system at that time. So like I, I know what you're saying where, yeah, I mean, it's the government is thieving from us through rent as well as everything else. You, you're right, but like... That's not what the socialists are arguing. That's not what Kunal's arguing. He's arguing that like owning property and then renting it out to somebody in any context is theft. At so, least that's what I've gathered from what he sure. said. Sure. So I spend 30 minutes max on Facebook a day, and I actually just friended Matt Kunal, I think, in the last week. So I don't know the person very well. Um, yeah. I saw his response, and his response said it can be, not that it by definition is. I'm sure there are people who do say hmm. it by definition is, um, but I would um, like to. Well, but, then in that case, I would like because like all I've seen is the opposite of that. Well, but see, like, I don't, uh, and I'll be honest, I don't like the phrase "rent is theft" because it it it, it implies to me when I read it that it um, in and of itself is right. Which which is strange. What's strange is even someone like Sean Wilbur, who. I can barely understand what that person writes in general, but I have seen him say that even what he subscribes to mutualism, like there are um, legitimate temporary arrangements where something can be rented to someone else. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't make sense of it, but it hit me that um, I think a lot of the knee-jerk reaction 
um, is to say that uh, rent in and of itself, it, that knee-jerk reaction is wrong. But then again, it's a problematic statement. I don't think they should call it that. I think it's just good to bring up these issues and maybe have that incorporate that focus um, as opposed to just um, taxes, which let's face it, that's not the... I, I would say taxes are the smaller way that I'm affected by the state currently. Um, that's just my circumstances. It might be different for you guys. Mm. Um, but, uh, but anyway, and just real brief, the, there's one point in the resolution where it says, or it seemed to say, like, someone can have claim to something regardless of the amount of time. I think technically that's wrong. Um, there's nothing in Lockean uh, property theory that says um, abandonment is not a valid concept. Um, now, it might be a very long time, and that's normally developed through kind of cultural norms. And you but know, what through... definition do you follow through that? What if someone mm-hmm. just owns a piece of woods and they like to go out there and maybe hunt on it? Or you can't, that's not a valid property. So yeah, so that right. so you re- regard that as not valid property. Yeah, I mean, well, who? <laughs> How do you, how does one first come to um, claim a piece of property? What is the valid way to go about doing that? The government grants them property nope. rights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone except can answer this. No, I'm just I'm just saying. You go to the real estate market. Um, you go. You see, there's a, a lot of land that's for sale from a previous. Who's owner. selling it? Why do they have the right to sell it? Because they claimed ownership of it previously. But you have to. You but have you can't to, just ma- wave you, a, wet, a magic wand. Do they homestead like, it in some way, or did the government just? I'm just, grant I'm, it just to them? I'm just saying. There's. I know there's parcels of lands that are out there. Yeah, but like, the question I'm, is, how do they get to that point? And he, I think what he's going to get to right. is, it was the government, right. which which Kyle would say is valid, and yes. uh, the rest of us would say is invalid. Right. Yeah, property so rights come from is, like they come from the state, basically. You know, you cannot exclude okay, wait, 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 others okay. from virgin land. Because if you have done no, like no consistent theory of property rights, uh, including libertarianism, allows for you to just m- fence off and prevent other people from using it just for the sake of okay. charging rents for okay. those who would. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Hold on. So, so if I if I jizz on the land, it's mine. That's, uh, what he, no. that's, what I, that's what I think he's saying now. Hold on, hold that's on, what I Alex. Heard. I that's mean, what I, I, know, I know some of your like. Matt gets it. I know some of your ve- your vegan soy boyism yeah. is is bleeding into this. That's, ki- that's how you become one with the soil, right, Matt? I'm just kidding. Right. By the way, yeah. but uh, you have sex with the girl. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, you gotta get a soil the soil. No, but I, here's the thing: if you are using that property to hunt animals and therefore create what some people would view as wealth, maybe not you, right. but some people value dead animal meat. Sure. Then, in a sense, you are using that. You are homesteading that property for that use. Like, if you are hunting on that property, you are create. You are using it to create wealth. Therefore, transforming it into property. Right. Okay. So well, let, let's let's leave veganism off to the side. I won't pick that. I mean, we're not arguing here. whether but, it's but moral on a vegan. And, and say, and yeah. Because that's something that's been gone. And yeah. say you just use the property for hiking. Valid. Yeah. For hiking. You just use the property just to go on every few weeks. You just try to go there and you just hike along. It's like forty acres you just own and you just you just go hiking there. Right. Instead of leaving hunting out of it. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you put the cart before the horse. You own it and therefore you're hiking on it. Yeah. What, but, what, uh, what if it was your spank path? Okay. But no. Here, here's a, no. 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 Here, here. I have a great. I have a great point. Okay. My house. I yeah. I have a backyard, but I also have this drop off, and it's like a ravine. Yeah. And I own about another fifth. Like I say, maybe like. 10 to 20 yards that I can't it's not usable land 
for me. So I don't go down there at all. I don't use it whatsoever. The ravine? Is that, yeah. Is that... So in your logic, is that valid ownership of that property? But you could argue that ravine is a method of um, keeping people sort of off your property. Like a, a defense of your property. It's in a like sense. your personal moat, man. So one of, one of the one of the things, the, the reason that you can't give an absolute answer is because it depends on the circumstances of use and what's around you. So, for example, uh, when people used to pan mine gold in the gold rush, I mean, people would stake a claim, and one of the um, conflicts that is people will say, "No, I'm claiming th this is all my." mine shaft or whatever the fuck yeah. they did to like try and get gold and what c ended up coming about was they took like technological considerations for what is required and yeah. then basically allowed you that amount of space around like kind of where you were working yeah and so they developed a standard for gold claims for like how big you could make it you know whatever so yeah um maybe that is a half asked okay answer to you but um no for me to say so like you can't say like feet. i have 30 i have three thousand acres that i own right to hunt on when really i just use maybe like five acres of it and or why like does and i would ask why does you going on there to hunt mean other people you know can't do it like you're not transforming anything in the land like well, you're not working the like the land which well, yeah is but if you decimate if somebody in, comes onto your land and just decimates the whole deer population I mean, I know deer are kind of like vermin and that they just... Yep. But like some other thing that you're hunting for whatever value that right. it has that's a scarce resource, you can't just allow other people to come on and hunt that thing. I mean, that's the whole idea of like... Mm -hmm. That's, well, that's, that's, that's why we're comments. running into well, the problems with the Amazon is that there's no property, there's no consistent system of property rights down. There's just like fucking, you know, the Brazilian government's just like, everybody come in and just fucking... Sure. We'll take all your money, and then, oh, no more rainforest. Even well, if you bye were bye. a hunter, somebody, a developer could come in and cut down the trees and say, well, this is all my land now. You were right. just using it for hunting. Right. I have, you know, mixed my labor with the soil, and, and now we're going to build houses here, so sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that's what would happen in uh, Alex Miller's uh, society. Oh, okay, shit. well, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I want to jump in. I want to say, uh, I'm going to remind everybody, now we've got the Patreon going on now. We also have the After Hours program. So uh, if you contribute no less than $1 a month, you will gain access to the After Hours podcast. So we're doing that. We have uh, T-shirts over at uh, LibertarianCountry.com, and we also accept article submissions over at TheDailyLiberator.com. And until next time, live free or die. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!